Welcome, military millionaires. I am your host, the wonderful Alexander the Great. I'm here with my slightly above average co-host, David <laughs> Perret. We are here for another episode of the From Military Millionaire podcast. David, and you got a friend with you. Thank you for coming. How are you today? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, my friend is Andrew Jones. Uh, who I think everybody on the show has at this point heard about, but not met. So Andrew started as acquisitions manager for the company. And now I guess he's the COO. I don't know. We're just making up titles because there's like a whole bunch of jobs that he's doing them all. And then we just like, well, we'll just say you're doing this. And then hopefully it we grow and actually becomes a thing. So it's just to make me feel important. Yeah. So, uh, I love, that's what I love about corporate bureaucracy is, um, it started off as like, you know, everybody's a manager and then it became everybody's a, it used to be one vice president in a company. And now it's like, you know, every, every slightly above low level manager is a vice president. And then um, now it's trickled into people who have companies with one employee or somehow a CEO. Um, I, and so VP of COO age. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Chief douchebag. Yeah. You got, you know, board uh, head of the, head of the board and it's like there's one person in the whole company and it's an llc and <laughs> no stakeholders no shareholders just yeah uh yeah it's a bunch of um just stroking our egos yeah, yeah it's just a bunch of insecurity or whatever you're stroking. yeah yeah a bunch Copy. of insecurity manifest as importance so uh congratulations on your very important promotion thank you it's to, a big deal just to, just to clarify here he came to me and was like hey i think i should be this role not, yeah. I'm not making up roles for him. Oh, uh, it's not a, it's not a personal dig at all. It's, uh, I'm it's just, you're right. Endemic, it just it's endemic in our culture. It yeah. Does, it does help your LinkedIn. I noticed that I almost said something the other day. I was like, Oh look, he's the COO. Well, I posted a job ad the other day and I was like, it would look better if I was posting a job ad for somebody applying. If I look like I was, you know, somebody that mattered that was sure. hiring them. So yeah, the, the end goal ultimately, I think for both of us is is a partnership on some level. It's just making sure he's not a piece of shit before we, you know. Before you let him know that you're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, well, he's he's probably figured that out if he looks at my schedule and he's like, God, I thought you said we could talk at this time. And I'm like, you're right. It's on the calendar. Uh, how about we just keep pushing that for another 35 minutes? I just told him before we sign any paperwork, we're officially partners. He better make sure that he's okay with me too, because I'm a lot harder to get rid of when I'm partner than I am just, you know, working with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's he's hard to get rid of already. So so Andrew's Andrew, if you haven't figured out, is like this is like the epitome of like when people talk like visionary integrator, like he is so detail oriented, it drives me nuts. And I am like I'm traveling to Dallas on Friday and just called the event coordinator 20 minutes ago to ask if I should fly in Friday or Saturday. <laughs> So like, eh, you know, could care less. I, I need one of those, but now I'm supposed to be doing that for climb capital details. And it's like not going well. <laughs> I can, I can start you a podcast and help you create content and get you a vision and, and help you raise money and, and do big picture stuff. But if you need me to send out emails with the correct links, you are in trouble. <laughs> hey, speaking of, uh, and then we'll get into what we're going to talk about today. How'd your first episode go? Of what? your political podcast didn't you do the first episode last night yeah went tremendously well uh better than i had a, uh, i had high expectations but it went even better we had a we had a 
we had what 15 people live right. a bunch of questions bunch of interactions and then it's uh it's doing well on the backside. so um we are going to do that more often it's just a matter of getting the right guests and um getting in a flow uh, i've kind of tiptoed into it because i was like eh, i really don't want to go super hard and now i wish i you know i'm, I'm doing a live broadcast every week of different topics um one of them happens to be political uh i say political but it's really like geopolitics yeah. Um, which was interesting because as soon as we went live last night, um, Russia invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So it was. Um, Nobody saw that coming. Right. It was <laughs> um, really good timing for us. What's the point of doing a political podcast if you're not going to go hard? If you want um, that soft stuff, turn on Facebook. If you want hard, I mean, let's go with it. Uh, it's hard to go. It's hard to go all in. Yeah. On yeah. politics. It's hard to go all in on a lot of things. You know, people don't talk about that, but like humans have this like almost governor built into us where it's like, I, I use the analogy, like when you're like an eight-year-old kid and you're wrestling and you have no idea of like with strength. So you like go all out all the time. And it's like, you get older and you learn to like limit what you're doing and it almost like if like i struggle with it when i go all in on something it's like i'm not really i don't know like the whole burn the ships thing sounds great but it is not easy to do it's not easy to go all in and then like what do you mean by all in do you want me to quit my job yeah i mean do you want me to really go all in do you want me to do it 24 7 because that's all in um and so if you have i have other things that i want to talk about and i have other content that i want to make and i i have other interests and it's like i i I want to go hard, but it's, a, it's, it's also, it's like, I want to, yeah. I mean, you want to leave yourself an out in case you're like, Hey, look, this is not going to work. Nobody's going to watch this. I don't have an audience for this. Nobody cares what I have to say about uh, the political landscape. Does it have longevity? So um, yeah, it's not a, it's more like, let me see if, there, if I can gain an audience and, and then I'll go all in. It's hard to go all in out of the gate. You're like, I have no proof of concept and I want to turn everything else off and, and do a hard marketing campaign for this. Um, it, you know, it's tough. It's tough. The content doesn't scare me in any capacity. I know I'm very well read on the subject and I know how to articulate my ideas. It's just a matter of, um, can you find the right guests? Can you find the right audience? And can you do it in a way that's not, um, that's unique because there's a lot of political content out there. Nobody needs to hear my, perhaps nobody needs to hear my opinion. That being said, I think there's a, I think my approach, there's a lot of opportunity. Well, and you're trying to fill a weird void too, where you're more neutral and not like coming at a political podcast from one side or the other. Whereas like, seems kind of like in today's society, it's like polarization in, is really the only means of communication in politics. So it's like, it's kind of- Yeah, well, it sells well. Yeah. I'm uh, probably oversimplifying it because I'm not in this world like you guys are, but I would probably something we'll get to later today talking about this is like provide value and let the chips fall where they may. Like if you're actually providing value in it, then- you have less to worry about. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, like I said, uh, like David said, everything. <laughs> That's easy to say. I know. Yeah. Well, it's a very WWF style um, arena, right? Where it's like, it's, it's very much like us, me versus him. And it's very cartoonized politics. It's become very, very, uh, it's, it's, it just sells. It sells anger sells. Oh, yeah. And I don't really care about anger. I care about, um, you know, thinking critically thinking through complex ideas. And there's just a smaller audience for that. Because people don't really want to do critically thinking through complex ideas. They want to do, you know, F those guys over there. They're the root of all my problems. And um, anyways, 
So uh, the first episode went well. We had um, Anna Kelly on and she was uh, very excited. She's like, I'll come back every two weeks. I'll come back every month. So that was um, that was exciting. If I can get probably I have six people lined up. If I can get some form of them, um, even even four of them, I might do it once a week. Um, but I don't know the, how much news there is right now um, as the midterms, as the midterms, uh, you know, ramp up, then there'll be a lot more things to cover. So we'll see how it goes. Yep. There's no money in it. So yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you blow up as a political podcast. There's plenty of sponsors. Oh yeah. Well, you got a real problem then, right? Cause <laughs> yeah. then you got to say, then you got to say what they want. So. That's that's true. They're not all sponsors you want, right? It's not like rentometer where it's like, oh man, we'll yeah, sure, we'll talk about you. We all use you. You're awesome. And this guy's yeah. talking to me about why I need to renew my membership for it. So yeah, you get sponsored by the pillow company and you find out that the guy has an unbelievable political agenda. So who who is out there that's gonna fund you for a political show that doesn't want influence? Yeah. Goose egg. So uh, the, the Koch brothers or whatever their names are. Coke. Coke. Yeah. They, they clearly no no strings at all. Yeah. You know. But it's going to go well. Oh, also, we're doing a show um, next Wednesday. I don't know when this will release next Wednesday called Four Creators by Creators. And it's me and Austin Clark. And we're going to do another live show. And it's going to be us talking about um, basically a show for people who are entrepreneurial or business oriented and they want to start creating content, but they don't know how. And so we're going to go through like YouTube channels and be like, how do you like this? What kind of equipment is you might have? How do you set this up? What kind of obstacles you run into? Like what kind of trends, you know, are coming out? So it'll be um, for people kind of like you and I would have been three or four years ago where you're like, I want to start a, a YouTube channel, but I don't know how, what should I buy? How should I, how should I get started? How do I make it look cool? I um, binge watch Pat Flynn. Yeah. So next, so yeah, but the next generation of Pat Flynn is going to be Alex and Austin. It's going to be called four creators uh, by creators for creators. I like it. I think there's, yeah, I think there's, it's a, it's a niche for sure. But I, I think that there's a lot of people out there who are interested in that. So yeah, you got, I don't know, any help. Happy to throw my hat in the ring for anything there. Feel free. Everything about your set I designed. So I think uh, you need my help. I don't think I need yours. <laughs> Boom. I was talking about the content, not the lighting. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> That's true. Everything about my lighting and setup, you did design. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking around at that thing. That's that's but who gets the views? That's yeah. I uh <laughs> I somehow <Thank> have you. <laughs> yeah, you are you have a work ethic that I just cannot match. That is true. I don't know about that. It looks that way from the outside. I'm a fucking chaotic wrecking ball. Yeah. But, you know. One day I'll hire I'll hire a content. If I could get somebody to partner up with that could just do my content like organization for me, I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be deadly. Dude, the problem with that is like, that's not a cheap, like the people who are good at that. I mean, that's a six figure job. And so it's like, unless I'm doing like a, you know, like a profit share or something, I mean, that's rough because they're either doing it themselves or they're the guy who likes to be behind the camera. But if they're good at being like D rock, like D rock probably makes seven figures working for Gary V. Right. But he started, you know, like I would love for somebody to come along and be like, Hey, I'm going to intern for you and we're going to blow this thing up. But the problem is that most of the guys willing to do that aren't an, at a, a level where it's like, 
like the guys who are good enough to actually blow your shit up out of the water. They'll do it themselves. You're paying them an arm and a leg because yeah, they'll do it themselves. They would, they would, they don't need you. Wait, who, I just need somebody to upload who uploads your stuff. I do. You do it all. You do it all yourself. Yeah. The only thing I outsource right now for the YouTube channel is uh, some of the editing. Not, I, I still do some of it, but uh, wow. it depends on. Dude, you're a workaholic. Well, that's why my editing lacks though, too, because I'm not a great editor. I yeah, mean, but look well, your I, channel. I have good editing, but I have no views because I can't get I can't even get videos out fast enough because it takes me so long to to do my my little shtick. And this is why I can't get any of his attention when I need work on the real estate stuff. Yeah. Well, look, he, good. The good news is that he's like he's bad at most of it. So it balances. He's like, look how much I did, you know, to well, half assed. It's a quality <laughs> quantity thing, right? Because if I want to get out three videos a week with my current skill level, they're not going to be high quality because oh I'm my not god, a three videos editor. a week. That's insane. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I try to do a Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at least. And so this is what we talked about before about like um, going all in. You're like David is not an all in. He's trying to do go all in on everything, and like fundamentally doesn't. That's you can't go all in on everything. You can go all in on one thing. Yeah. And so it's like, do you want to go all in on real estate? Do you want to go all in? So I think what David, you've done really well though, is being able to um, start hiring people. So it's like, hey, you do, you go all in on real estate. I'll go all in on, you know, building a company. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's why he got the fancy title. And that's why we actually were hiring. Uh, we've got a girl coming in today to figure out what uh, computer and stuff, whatever setup she needs to be our new lead manager slash transaction coordinator. Um, but the whole reason for the fancy title and, and all of that is that we realized as we were growing this, that like, I really do enjoy the real estate side and the off-market deals and the hunting and the buying properties for pennies on the dollar and, and all the fun that comes with renovations and whatever. But that business is a very like, there's always something that needs your attention business. And so every day it was like, I'm going to make six videos today so that I can fund the next two weeks of whatever. Never mind, I'm going to do that tomorrow because I've got to go run and check on this. And so yeah. Dude, was, you're better at marketing. Well, and, and so that's literally what we're what we're working on is is growing this enough and giving him enough. I'm focused on the marketing and the raising money, and then he's running the the appointments and the projects and whatever. We're uh, doing a trial run, about to bring a contractor on full time, and then he'll be able to run that side while I do like the marketing and 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 raising money side for it, and then I can focus on yeah YouTube and. And the podcast and uh, speaking of, I've got a, uh, I think I'm going to can the editor that we're currently using. Um, they're not bad. They're just, I, I, I think if we're doing these kinds of episodes that are more casual, we don't need them for the price. And so I think I'm going to find like a VA to do, I want to focus more on like vertical, like real, like clips for reels and TikTok and like clips for YouTube, because that does way better than like full podcast episode on YouTube. Okay. At least I think I you know, need to hire somebody to, to do the, the con capital podcast is coming along. I'm editing it. <laughs> this is not sustainable. I did that for 50 episodes. I yeah. don't do that anymore. I'm going to do it for, I'm going to do it for 25 episodes. Well, and Alex's problem is he has a quality thing where he's good at it. So he's actually editing those. When I was editing the podcast, it was intro in the beginning like, I, actually, I think I've told you this. You were the only person when I was editing it myself. You are the only time I've ever edited anything between the entry and the uh, the intro outro. 
And it was one time, it was the first time we ever recorded. You like lost your train of thought. And it was like a 45 second piece where you were just like, fuck, what was that? Fuck, ah, fuck. And at the time I was like, I don't know if I want this to be explicit. So I cut that. That was the only cut I ever made. How dare in like you? 50 episodes. <laughs> Dude, I'm literally learning how to master audio and like do noise reduction. I mean, I am like learning how to use yeah. Adobe Audition right now. And I'm going to learn it just good enough so that I can hire somebody else to do it and then never do it again. <laughs> All right. So, so we're going to talk some, some real estate because uh, otherwise he's going to be like, why the fuck did you bring me in here to talk with you guys? Uh, what do you got going on with Climb Capital? We haven't really like talked about that since you, I mean. Um, I'm trying to find my place in Climb Capital right now. Uh, you know, we're doing a lot of marketing. I feel like I'm adding value. Some days I... Some days I'm insecure about it. Some days I feel really confident. Uh, we got a podcast coming out called Inside the Climb, and it's going to be a really interesting format where it's just the seven of us talking to each other uh, in two pairs where we just talk to no guests, no interview, just like, hey, what's going on inside the company? And so it'll be us building a company and it'll, it, that, that's getting built. So um, that'll come out, I think, April, early April. Um, you, should, you should hire a film crew and do it the office style. <laughs> We're just like <laughs> pan past Jeremy and he's just like sitting in this chair. Like, I, yeah, I really did like that. <laughs> I would like to do a, um, I would like to do it on video, but it's, it's, it's expensive right oh, now. Yeah. And there's, there's without a podcast being, yeah. So right now we're, we're worried about ge uh, income generation, not, uh, you know, not throwing around big money for theoretical, you know, projects. So start the podcast. Um, we're doing these deal debriefs. We're doing another one tonight, actually, um, at 7 p.m. And so that's been a really interesting, like a Zoom webinar where we just go over, you know, existing deals and how they got done, how they got paid for, how we found them, what the investor payout was. And those are those are with live Q&A. Those have been interesting. And then they go up on YouTube later. So that's been kind of easy, easy content. Um, we're starting a fund. So I got to learn how to do an off-market, uh, excuse me, an outbound marketing campaign where I'm going to try to get a butt. Say again? Like a reggae? No, it'll be a 506C. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, we have $20 million in LOI out right now. I think probably four of those is going to lock up pretty easily. Actually, I take that back. Four of that million is under contract. Uh, another 15 and a half is an off-market deal um, that Jake locked up. Uh, is gonna, I'm pretty sure we're going to lock that up. So we have another project that I can't talk about yet where we're acquiring a business, a fairly large business. Um, that should close in a few weeks. That's going to be a very exciting thing. And then if that closes, I will be down to do pictures and videos. Um, yeah, have some of that content. I assume the goal is to buy been talking about for a while. That one's pretty cool. Yeah. The goal is to buy $65 million worth of real estate this year. Um, not including that, that M and a purchase. So if we can get 20 in the first quarter, that'll be a good, that'll be on track. I, I'm just trying to make sure that I earn my keep, find my place, uh, bring in investors who want to make some money. And we are full on pivoting to RV parks, which I'm really excited about because I'm telling you, bro, uh, I'm over C-class value add. I think, I think, I think it was great five or six, eight years ago when, but now most of them have been flipped. The margins are crunched. And with this looming uh, rate hikes and five-year balloons, I can't see the future, but I worry. Yeah. So I think RV parks, especially like what we're doing is we're buying these like kind of low end RV parks and spruce them up. We put pools and amenities at them. And then we attract A tier customers. 
So you get an A tier customer, you get a C class uh, cap rate, and then you have no maintenance because you just own the dirt. Yeah. So and then you get and you and you get people with like you know real RBs and real trailers showing up like you know people that take care of your place. So it's a really interesting. Um, uh, it's kind of what people are doing, what Open Door Capital is doing with mobile homes, but instead of going, to, bro. Okay, so what's going to happen? I don't want to make too big a conversation. That what's going to happen over the next few years is you're going to see wealth inequality rise because of um, you're going to get economic volatility. And anytime you get economic volatility, the rich get richer, the poor struggle harder. And so what Open Door Capital, Turner's company has basically said is we're going to bet on um, the D tier. And some people are going higher, like Grant Cardone's company is going towards the A tier, right? And so that's those are the bets. Everywhere in the middle is going to get crunched. Those are the bets. And so what Climb Capital has basically done is said, we're going to go for these traditionally low tier asset classes, but make them for an A-tier customer, an RV park. So that's kind of our, that's our bet. We do not want, I've had too many C and D class apartment buildings. I don't want any more. That's a lot of work for a theoretical return and a lot of headaches and uh, sometimes some, and a lot of 911 calls. You, you know what I really like about the RV model? Uh, so the, the mobile home park model is really tempting uh, for a lot of people because same thing, you own the dirt, you do some landscaping and you don't own the, you don't own the building, you, you lease the lot, right? So it's like, okay, cool, minimal maintenance, minimal whatever. The RV model, very similar, but they pay you up front. So it's like, I love that as a guy who's gone through a million evictions um, and, you know, whatever, like, well, I say a million evictions, like I'm, let me clarify, mostly inherited tenants, but I've had some really bad ones. And it's like, well, that wouldn't happen if they paid before they showed up and then left. <laughs> like, Yeah. We've done some interesting things too, where we do have monthly market, m- monthly rents on the RV parks as well. And we are... We started, we partnered up, partner, part of that M&A acquisition is uh, a manufacturing component. And we are going to be manufacturing tiny homes on wheels. And then we're going to roll them onto an RV park, right? You get to depreciate it by 100%. And then you have a tiny home Airbnb on an RV park that you can extract more income out of that isn't in like what a performer would see. So you, you get an RV park with 100 units, and then you, you add 10 tiny homes rent them out as Airbnb and you have now a diverse set of, you get a diverse set of income uh, streams. So really, really exciting times. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, All right. And I'm going to let Andrew tell you about what we're doing because I told him he was going to come on here. We were all going to talk about deals we were doing. So I don't want to waste his time or he'll never talk to me again. (laughs) Should be a blessing. I I mean, uh... I can drink coffee at my desk. I didn't have to come in here for this. Andrew, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit more yeah. thoroughly too? I'm just like sit off the side. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try to get in Dave's light here. Yeah, can both of you guys fit in that frame? Um, <laughs> Luckily, it's a wide angle. Yeah, so <laughs> thick boys. Um, so yeah, so my name is Andrew Jones. Um, the last few years, I've actually been doing um, vacant land, sneaking out. Um, <laughs> So I've been buying and selling vacant land as kind of a wholesale flipping type of scenario. Um, and so I've actually had some experience with the mobile home and RV clientele in that world. And I can certainly tell you, I would rather deal with RV guys. Um, but that's just, that's just my experience. Um, 
did that for a few years and there was actually liked it. It was just pretty active and I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, ended up going back into a W2 and had known Dave for a few years and, and just uh, kind of got the feeling he was wanting to grow and he was coming back in town, tried to just kind of beat him up a little bit to figure out what he was doing um, somewhat to help him out, but a little bit selfishly that like I wanted to get back into real estate and wasn't doing it full time anymore and missed it and was tired of working for somebody else. So, um, you know, we had several conversations about that and, and I basically forced him into deciding what he was going to do with, you know, his active real estate portfolio and was he going to grow it and did he need help? And if he did, you know, did he want me to help with that? Um, and we, so we came into it just very open and honest from the beginning, like, Hey, I'm, I'm not new to this. I don't need you to train me, but I'm also not going to act like a newbie with you either. And, um, certain things that come with that. So, uh, you know, I think so far it's been good. The nice part is that we've, we've grown, you know, you've always got that section of time where like you're wanting things to happen and you think like, what, what do they say? You, you overestimate what you can do in the short term, which was kind of us at the beginning. We're like, okay, well, we know what we're doing. Why are we not making hundred thousand dollars a month immediately? This is stupid. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, a few months later, we blow up and we're like, oh crap, this is too much at once. What are we doing? Um, which is good. And I say blow up relatively, like it's just the two of us doing it at this point. So, and he's focused on say, doing things like this. One of us doing <laughs> it's, it's mainly me. So, you know, if I want to run a million dollar company, it's really tough to do that with one person. Um, so, you know, that's where we're at at this point where uh, I did talk him into doing uh, more of a rehab component, which he's not super keen on. But um, but I also knew going into this that if he wanted to grow his rental portfolio, that was going to be the best way to do it so that we could take distressed properties, fix them up, and then decide whether we're going to sell them or add them to his portfolio. Um, and uh, just kind of built a team around me with GCs and contractors. And now we're bringing in this lead manager and, and we're, we're growing, which is exciting. Uh, we're on track for our goals for this year, which is exciting. Um, and, and yeah, I think this is eventually going to end up in a, a more long-term official partnership, but we're just, uh, yeah, we're just having fun along the way as much as he wants to complain about it. We're, we are having a good time. Yeah. So a little context there, I suppose for, for one, the main reason that I don't wasn't super keen on renovations is because the last time I did a, a flip, uh, is actually the deal that is the has resulted in the last year and a half of Alex saying, I'm not very good at real estate because it went terrible. And that was, I wouldn't say that's the only deal, but every time Alex. Yeah, I was talks, like, there's a couple of deals that you've done that really made me question your talent. <laughs> <laughs> so I lost 30 grand and just got like robbed. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the flipping a house is much riskier than just assigning the contract and moving on or buying it for yourself. Um, but I'm not a detail guy. So he's been running that. Uh, he, he kind of uh, pussyfooted around the fact that he, like when he says he came to me and like beat me up, like he literally, I was super out of my comfort zone. I was in the spot where it was like, I don't know if I want this to grow or if I want to kill it and focus on the brand. And I kind of want to do both, but I can't do both, but I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But I was like super in my head. Like my first hire was my executive assistant and she had just started like a month, month and a half prior and I didn't have enough work for her and I was paying her and I didn't know how I was going to be able to afford her and all this. It was just weird timing. And Andrew's like, 
yo, asshole, let me come work for you. If you, and then like for like three weeks, it's like, Hey, you want me to come do this? Hey, here's all my experience. You want me to come do this? And then he finally, at one point he was like, Hey, asshole, if you don't do this, I'm going to go work for this other guy in town who's way bigger than you, but I'm letting you know. And just so happened that said other guy and I were at a meetup that week and he was complaining because he couldn't bring, he was like, I'm trying to hire this role and this role and this role and fucking nobody wants a job. Damn it. At this point, I'll take anyone. And I was like, huh, if this guy's telling me that he's going to go work for that guy and that guy is griping that he can't hire anybody, who am I not to hire him? I should probably take this guy and figure out what happens. And like, just to be clear, I had not officially reached out to that guy and been turned down or anything. Yeah. I had not contacted was, him yet. He was threatening me. I knew he was hiring, and I was like, look, Dave, I would rather work with you, but if you don't want me to, just let me know, and I'll go do it. You know, I'll go make this other guy money. just depends on who you want to make, you know, have the money. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I've, I've listened to you guys talk a lot on the podcast about um, when people want to, they come up and Hey, let me buy you a cup of coffee or buy you lunch and let's sit and you give me all your years of experience and just train me for free and we'll figure out how I can add value later. Or why don't you tell me how I can add value? And it was more like, you know, bringing, I brought Dave out for breakfast and said, Hey, what are your plans? What do you want to do? How can I make that happen? But also here's what I bring to the table and I don't expect you to babysit me. I'm not a, I'm not a charity case. Uh, realistically, and he won't toot his own horn here, but I tell him all the time, like, not to be an asshole, but I didn't need him to grow another real estate business. I had already done that. What I what I loved about it was he was really good at connections and, and his visionary role makes it really easy for him to do marketing and really easy for him to raise capital and and be able to, to fulfill something that I didn't have. But I knew I could come in and work my ass off and make us both a lot of money by utilizing what he brought to the table and me doing things that he clearly couldn't do himself or wasn't willing to. Yeah. That's kind of what I did with climb capital. Like they're really good at operations and they don't have somebody that's like, Hey, look, we got to do, we got to get the world to know who we are. And I'm like, Ooh, I can do that. I can't do it as good as David in some ways, but, but you know, I'm getting better. Um, but that's something content is way better. It just, and I'm happy to sit down and talk, but it's, it's like the, Oh, it's operations. The, the SEO. Like, yeah. Ever oh my mentioned. God. I like I was talking, I was actually talking with Austin Clark. Cause I, he was like, man, I don't know why Alex hasn't blown up. And I was like, Alex's YouTube channel is designed as though he were Graham Stephan. Meaning if Graham Stephan makes a video, that's like, Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Everybody watches it because he's got like 3 million followers. So they all see the notification, but nobody's going to search for, Oh my God, what is Graham Stephan? whatever you know so i was like alex just needs to get a few like one or two videos that pop for like yeah stupid shit like how do i invest in an rv park or whatever where somebody at who types it in sees you because your content is far and above anyone else in that realm it's just making it to where they see it when they're looking like answer a question that they're looking for and you'll blow up yeah uh yeah it'll be all right um i'm just somebody said the other day they're like i was on the phone i was on the the zoom with um jonathan farber yeah 
And he's like, dude, your setup is dope. And I was drinking out. Of, I have a coffee cup that looks like one of my lenses. He's like, dude, everything you do is so dope. And I was like, he's like, how come the world doesn't know? And I'm like, because I'm too busy being dope to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I love that you guys have that good fit. I uh, I would love to find, I, I love, it sounds like a lot like, you know, visionary integrator. It's a really good fit. I'm hoping that my, my place, I'm selfishly, I'm thinking about myself. I'm hoping that my fit with Climb Capital is similar. Um, but I'm really glad that you guys linked up and I know you guys have been friends for a while. So, and then we all hung out in Orlando. Yep. So it sounds like, you know, kind of like partnerships, you know, I always tell, uh, one, one of my positions on partnerships is, you know, don't partner with somebody on a single family home. Like that's a crazy idea because now you're like, like, like you guys said at the get, beginning, it's like, it's hard to get rid of you. Once you have that partnership and it's legal, it's like, it's hard to get rid of you. And now I got to We're going to do it to share a, for 30 years, you know, tentatively to share 300 bucks a month. 200 bucks a month, maybe less, depending on how you buy it yeah. on a single family home. I don't like you that much. There's a lot of 30 years, is a lot of time to yeah. learn how to hate somebody and you better have some real money. You better have a real operation. So it's good that you guys um, kind of sounds like you went slow a little bit. You're easing into it. Um, we didn't and, try and to, we just, yeah, I spent a shitload on marketing that was not doing what it needed to do until I found what was. Also, um, what's that old saying? Slow to hire, uh, uh, slow to hire, quick to fire. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting though. Someone asked, so someone asked me last week about hiring because they, people see that I'm starting to grow this team. Right. So it looks like I should know what I'm doing with hiring. And I was laughing because it's like, okay, so Rachel, I used uh, Jeremy's friend. I paid five grand for this dude to like scout out whatever. And he like went through like a hundred applicants that gave me one and I interviewed her. And then I, it was like this other company that I had like a good friend of mine, his hiring lady had also interviewed her. And the only reason they didn't hire her is because the girl they were replacing ended up not quitting. And so like, I was, I just happened to be like, Hey, I did, this is my first interview ever. Can you tell me what you think? And she was like, Oh, I interviewed her like two weeks ago. She's awesome. You should hire her. And I was like, Oh, so it was one interview, one hire. He basically Stockholm syndrome to me. Um, who's wait, wait, who's the girl? Oh, she's your, my assistant the yeah. one who brought us the coffee at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Um, so, uh, so that was one, one interview, one hire. Wait, 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 wait. One more question. Where are you right now? Missouri. Okay. More specifically, are you in your house? Oh yeah. So this is, this is the office setup. It's the basement of the Airbnb. It's a walkout to one. You live there at that, at that location? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was looking for office spaces, but there wasn't anything I could get. No, but a house is like a, is like an office space, but with a different deed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it works. We're, we're actually, now that we're doing renovations and stuff and starting to buy materials in bulk, we're, we're starting the search for an actual office space much sooner than I ever anticipated because we're going to need warehouse space. Cause we can get, if we buy 10 pallets of LVP, we're getting a dollar off what we're getting it at one or two pallets and for, for that, you know, it's scale like, helps. Yeah. 20 or 30% discount is worth having a space to store it. Um, so then he, bombarded me and was like, I see that you want, you need this, whether you see it or not, here's what we need to do. Boom, boom, boom. And then now we're hiring our third, like, I mean, we've got three cold callers, but we're hiring our third in person. And basically we were talking about it 
And the same week we were talking about it, a friend that he worked with for like five years at AT&T called him and was like, hey, I'm looking for like, you seem to be enjoying what you're doing. Are you guys hiring? Blah, blah, blah. And we put out like a couple ads, pinged a bunch of other people and like nobody else showed up for an interview. She shows up to the interview, crushes it. I'm like, so like (laughs) on the surface, it looks like Dave's starting to learn about hiring. But the reality is like. I've just kind of fallen into everybody at this point, and it seems to be working for me so far. And Dude, I, that's the whole that's the whole universe. Oh, sorry, Andrew. Head. No, 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 no. I, I wanted to clarify because I a lot of people have asked Dave, um, and I'm not. I want to preface. I'm not saying this to toot my own horn by any means, but I want. To, I'm trying to toot his actually. Um, a lot of people have asked him like every time he posts about deals we're doing, and you know, oh my, you know, my acquisitions guy got these deals, and we're making this money. Um, and he keeps getting asked like, Oh, how did you find him? And where, where are you, where are you interviewing these people? How did this happen? He found me. And, and Dave feels bad. Cause he always tells me like, I don't have a good story for this. Like, I don't have, I don't have a good, like solid teachable. I can't make a YouTube video about how to recreate this. And what I keep trying to tell him from my perspective is be the guy or girl, be the, the person that other people want to come work with. And you don't have to worry about being a great, hire you don't have to be a great interviewer the i mean that's a lot harder like if if nobody knows you and nobody gives a crap about you then yeah you have a lot more filtering to go through but when i first started wholesaling three years ago this guy and his mustache came in from hawaii and did a meetup through bigger pockets and i was like holy crap i want to do this i'll go meet this guy it'll be great and he comes out the next day to look at a house I had under contract and was super nice, even though my numbers were crap. It was my first deal. There was a dead cat melted into the carpet. It was like this awful, awful That's thing. Funny. Yeah. And he, he ended up making like, what, I made 500 bucks, bucks on it. <laughs> um, you know, you learn a lesson, you make money. It's, it worked out. Yeah. But realistically, what, what happened was we kept up with each other. Um, I got into land and he thought that was cool. And when he was in town, we'd meet up and we'd hang out. And we built that relationship and I learned what he was doing. And I'm not a military guy, admittedly, which I, I know I'm not supposed to be on this podcast if I'm not. But uh, but I, I have a lot of family that's military. I, I love that community. And I was like, this guy's doing some really cool stuff. Uh, he's the kind of people I want to be around. And I can I can grow teaming with him. I can help him grow teaming with him. And so that's why I pursued him. If you're and and also don't be a piece of crap when you're pursuing other people. Like if you don't, I'm not saying that you can't be new in real estate and still offer value, but what I'm saying is like don't come in and expect somebody to just do your business for you and completely train you. Like if somebody's good and busy, they don't have time to babysit you. So be well read, listen to podcasts every day on your ride in and out of town. Like do your own freaking work because you don't need to be babysat. We're adults here. Like this is, it's ridiculous for people to come in and think that other people are just going to build them a fortune and make them successful. You know, if, if he had time to do that for me, he's not worth it for me. He's not worth for me to team up with him. If he's got so much time to babysit me, that's not the kind of person I wanted anyway. So I think that's the answer. Yeah, I, for think, him. I, I love that because I think it goes back. I, I quit it to dating, right? It's like, you don't want to be good at first dates. You want to be somebody who attracts the person who's right for you. Yep. And so like, if you're, you can be the best hiring manager, like in terms of like interview or scouting, um, scouting resumes. But if the leads themselves aren't 
what aren't good fits. They're not, if not, if you're not attracting the right people to enter in the, to, to show up, then what's the point, right? You can't turn, you can't turn. It's harder to turn the wrong person, right. Than it is to just get the right person. It's like, just get the right person to show up. So David's like, Oh, I'm not good at hiring. It's, or I'm not that great at hiring. It's like, right. But you're doing the harder task, which is what Andrew's saying. It's like, you're, you're acting as if somebody's like, Ooh, I want to go work for him. I want to go work for him. There's a guy, I don't know if he listens to this podcast, Jacob. Um, he posted the other day about um, he wants to join Open Door Capital. And I don't know how I got involved with the thing, but he's like, how can I, how can anybody have any advice? How can I do that? And I'm like, yeah, go work for them without like, just go do it. Yeah. Intern. Like, what's up? I said, yeah, intern or, or something. Find something. Well, don't even, yeah, don't just start sending them deals. Like just start working. Just start working. And, you know, I gave him a couple other pieces of advice and I was like, go make friends with everybody who's there. Like, don't ask for an interview, go find out who works there and go make friends with them and then find out what their problems are and then go solve those problems. Like just make yourself invaluable, whether or not they think they need you or they want you or any of these, just go make yourself indispensable. And so he's like, oh, that's actually pretty good advice. And so now he's, um, he ended up doing that. And then they did give him a second. I think he's on his third interview. So now I think he actually is going to get hired. That's and he's awesome. like, dude, I owe you. And I was like, yeah, you owe me a piece of your paycheck. I want my royalties. <laughs> so, um, um, my but that's point- very similar where it's like, if find out somebody who's like, okay, he's doing what I want to do. He has these problems. I know how to solve them. Don't ask for permission. Just go solve those problems. And that's what this lead manager did too. Uh, she's my same age, not like some college kid that just needed a job. She had a job she liked, but she's known me for a long time and knew, hey, Andrew's really happy with what he's doing. I want to know about that. And it, and I would like to be involved in that. And she trusted me as a person from, you know, you could build relationships that stuff doesn't come out of it for years and that's okay. You're still investing in that. Yeah. It's relationships. Long-term takes a while, but she came to me out of nowhere and was like, Hey, I want to do what he's doing. And I want to be involved in that because it making him really happy. And I trust this guy and I'm willing to quit the job I've got with a husband and a family and all this other stuff. I'm willing to put my, you know, my livelihood in his hands because I trust what he's doing. I know he's going to take care of that. And that's that it's the same thing over and over again. It doesn't have to be another investor. You know, maybe she's coming in to do leads. Maybe somebody's coming in just to be a VA for you, whatever it is, like link yourself up with those people who are successful and the kind of people you want to be around and then figure it out from there. It, that's yeah. just how I feel about it. Speaking yeah. of which, for all my friends listening, I need lots of help. So if you want to link yourself up with Alex, I have nobody working for me right now. I need help with SEO. I need help with organized marketing, email campaigns, putting my stuff on YouTube, Instagram. I don't do any SEO because I don't care, but somebody freaking should care and help me out with it. So if you want to link yourself up with me and come intern with Alex for a little while before I inevitably blow up, uh, we can make that a lucrative agreement. I, I was going to say that I would be more than willing to jump on a call and help you out with SEO, but I don't need a call. I need somebody I to do say, it. You don't, you don't need pointers. You need the work and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> not for free. Right. Yeah. I don't Yeah. I know what I sort of, I mostly yeah. sort of know what I need to do. Yeah, I just, it's, it's I'm, the, I'm, the unsexy part of the online stuff. And I, well, it's all details and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So, uh, and like you said, it, it, the, the success will come inevitably, especially with the new show. Um, you know, this has been tremendously helpful, this show, which I love. And uh, the real estate thing is going very well. So, and then also I, I put in this little town, this town sucks. Yeah, uh, we're moving, moving. 
I'm working on it. I got my, I'm waiting on my taxes to get done. So, um, what are you, you know, doing to make the know, town better? You know, two months ago he was waiting on his leaving property to sell. <laughs> the, so, hey, it's cl- I close. I closed my side yesterday. The seller side, uh, the buyer side closes tomorrow. But now he's so waiting on taxes. I got it both. I need then both. He's going to be waiting on. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Don't make me feel this is like the this is the most embarrassing two years problem two years of my life. Although I shouldn't be too hard on myself because in the last two years I have raised about two million bucks. I uh, closed a, did a bunch of deals. Did a, learned a lot about this camera. Oh you my were, god, I'm you so were good. Jobless for two years, and you loved it. Like and, that's a win. Yeah, but now I'm bored. Now I, I want to do good things for Climb Capital. I want to grow, and I want to. Um, I need to yeah. get some. I, I need to. I need to get some. Some bigger momentum. So it's been a good two years, though. You got some fucking killer things coming with that camera. It oh, helped me get to. I'm, I'm going to Iceland. Jelly, I was gonna say I'm jelly about Iceland. Yeah, who wants to go to Iceland with me? Yeah, what's the What's the ticket on that? Five, seven, ten. Seven, yeah, all inclusive though. Oh, that's cool. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's hotel, food, everything. When is it? April sixth. Rod Cleef's gonna be there. Yeah. I don't know. David Tupin, Eric, Eric Upchurch. My wife has some family that that almost that exclusively do photography for their business and mostly do like destination engagements and weddings and things like that. And they're always shooting pictures in freaking Iceland or wherever, Hawaii, constantly. And I'm like, that. I've got way too many kids to do that kind of thing. And I'm not a photographer, but it looks pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, a good photographer will make it look good, right? I am a photographer. I got a. And no kids. I got a lot of cameras. I'm bringing, I'm bringing cameras and gimbals and drones and tripods and flashes. And we're going to make that, we're going to make that look dope. Also, um, for the, anybody who's, I don't know when this is going to come out, uh, the bigger, the best ever conference is this Thursday and they're going to have the annual bigger pockets meetup, which this will, will be come out like the, two or three weeks later. <laughs> yeah. So you guys missed it, but uh, I went to the bigger pockets. <laughs> I went to the bigger pockets, uh, annual event, um, this Thursday evening at the bigger pockets headquarters. And they asked me to do the photography for that gig. But I mean, I was just going to be there. It's a party. I'll have my camera. I mean, that's basically my superpower. Um, and then also, I'm going to the Bigger Pockets rookie boot camp in something April, I, late April. Did I? Speaking of Bigger Pockets, did I? Uh, I don't. I don't think I've let the cat out of the bag yet, and I don't know. I signed an NDA, but I think I'm allowed to let the cat out of the bag. Um, I just can't tell terms, but I signed a three month. It's a trial period to make sure I don't suck as the co-host of the money show. Oh, you didn't, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. So it, it's kind of been going this week. Um, Scott really likes doing the finance Friday episodes, but doesn't have time to do both episodes a week. So Mindy and I will host the Monday episodes and then Scott and Mindy will host the Friday episodes. So congratulations. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. That's uh it's kind of crazy. Um, I'm a. I, I told my wife I was like, now I can say I'm a professional podcaster because I'm going to get a paycheck. Kind of. <laughs> like, when are you going to get? When are you going to get us paid for this show? I'm working. That's what I'm. I'm working on it. One of these days, this thing. I want to sit here. I want to sit here and demand money. This podcast has cost me so much money over the last few years, but the intangible benefit is is there, and it's fun, and we get to wait, meet wait. a lot of people, but. I don't get any intangible benefits. Even I don't even think people. What? I don't even think of people 
think of me as the co-host of this podcast. They think of it as your po- podcast. Nobody reaches out to me about this podcast. It's like, oh my god, I heard that, that intro earlier. Yeah, this is my fucking show, David. <laughs> um, you're welcome. You're welcome to also please please keep paying for production for my show. <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, I did go ahead and set up a Friday night uh, meetup in Phoenix for the community. So, and I told Shelby, I was like, well, why don't we all just yeah, like, the cool kids meet up. We'll just all come to the same place in time. The, the cool kids meet up plus David. Yeah. The, Actually, I told Shelby, I said, it's the cool kids meet up plus oh, David and Shelby. She, she, she screenshot. She shared it. She shared it. And I was like, I was like on a run. And I texted back something to the effect of like, wait, so I should not host my own meetup so that I can host one for Alex where I'm not the cool kid. Pass. <laughs> like, If I show up at the meetup, you will not be the cool kid. That's fine. That's totally cool. That's I'll have my camera, camera, so I'll make you look cool. Don't I was worry. gonna say you've got the camera, and everyone who's I've been telling people to use your link so they can get a photo. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know that anyone has, but yeah. Also, um, have they announced the the Bigger Pockets conference? Not officially, but I think um, it's October, right? I'm pretty sure they. I think. I'm pretty sure the rumor mill announced. says San Diego in October. I don't know if it's the rumor mill is saying San Diego in October. Whether that's um, or not, I don't know. <laughs> Unofficial enough. Yeah. Right yeah. Not affiliated whatsoever with that answer. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. me neither. Um, I thought it was out. I thought it came out already, but I guess not. You're going to be taking um, photos again? Oh, no, it's 2021, New Orleans. Uh, I am the photographer for the unofficial event. For I, I'm I am the official photographer agreed. I don't have a contract yet, but that will that will come. Um, but I don't know I don't know where it's going to be yet. You know, it's crazy <laughs> if you if you think about it. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. Think back like three years ago, right? Three four years ago, you and I were driving around wherever we were, listening to Bigger Pockets podcast, trying to figure out how to invest in real estate. Now we're both like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy how things work over the years. Yeah, in 2015, uh, 2016, I bought my first like rental. Yeah, I should have done more actually in the last few years. Uh, but whatever, such is life. Uh, 16, I bought my first rental. 17, I bought a few. 18, I bought a few. 19, I bought a 24 unit. 20, I bought a 52 unit. 21, I didn't buy much. Did a couple flips, but I sort of took the year off. Is kind of how I you positioned yourself though. Now you're working with Climb. You're gonna yeah. That's true. I joined Climb Capital in 2021. Yeah. I positioned myself well, um, and I learned how to use this bad boy, and I traveled a lot, and that was fun. I thought the Bigger Pockets Meet the Investor series was going to do more than it was, but they changed. They changed. They changed who's in charge like halfway through my production. So, and then the next person just didn't have the same vision, and so that kind of ended up whatever. It's whatever. Um, I, if I didn't hadn't have done that, I couldn't have done Iceland. So yeah, it opened doors. It opened some doors. I think more people should drive around in cars with their friends and dream about changing their futures. Yeah. Well, yeah, they should, but that's I how I got into real estate. I was driving back from a baseball game with a, a good buddy of mine uh, in St. Louis. And we were just talking about the futures we wanted for our kids and like college and whatever. Wouldn't it be cool if we had like a business to hand down to them? And we both done some like DIY projects and thought we were badass, right? Like, oh, we could flip houses. This would be great. Well, three years later, I'm doing this full time and he 
doesn't understand what it's like. He's still terrified of buying a rental property and hasn't done anything. And I love him dearly. Great, great guy. But, you know, I, you know, it, it's just a different, you take action, you do it, you dive in if you want to make it happen, or you can look back and go, Oh, I've been talking about this for the last three or four years and haven't done shit with it. Uh, it's hard to go all in. Yeah. It takes a real estate takes a little bit of an all in. It takes a good chunk of your day focus. Um, and then now, unfortunately, I think it's harder now than it has been in the last five years. Um, not to say that you can't do it. And I'm sure. And if you have momentum already and you've been doing it, then it's not as hard. But starting now is definitely harder than it has been in the past. Dude, you said it. I mean, I tell people like the reason that we're doing the wholesaling. I, I use the word wholesaling because universally people understand that. But we're less wholesaler, more house flipper slash burr. We just do the marketing ourselves in-house rather than having to pay an assignment to a wholesaler because we want to, we want to hold everything. Um, but like I tell people like, that's why we're doing it so that we can buy houses for 60, 70 cents on the dollar and then renovate them and still have, you know, some equity. So if things correct, we're, we've got, you know, decent amount of equity, we're getting cash flow. Like the numbers are all better, but Holy crap, man, if I didn't spend, I mean, between paying him, because I, I told him like we did a ramp up, for the commission. Cause he's got a family of five to feed or five kids. And you know, like I couldn't just be like, all right, buddy, I hope this works. Can you just not get any money for four months and fingers crossed? Like there was some pay there between paying him and marketing. I probably 50, I think we added it up. Was it like 55 grand in the first quarter we worked together with zero deals. And then we landed six in a like six day period. And those made all that money back with three renovations still going. So like, it worked out, but that's a huge amount of like, that's not like, a, oh yeah, just go do this. <laughs> It'll work out. Just so I don't seem like a total freeloader piece of crap. There were not zero deals in that time. There were five oh, deals yeah, in that yeah, time. Yeah. Um, one of which we're still working on a long-term rehab. Zero incomes. And a bunch of them that fell apart because of bankruptcies and not other nonsense that was completely yeah. out of my control. Yeah, I yeah. just want everybody to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it goes. That's yeah, how it goes. So- so zero dollars back in the bank account yeah. is probably the better way to say Didn't it. Didn't make you right. any money, but I cost him money while I was still, I'm, I'm working, I'm doing something. Yeah. But it works out. He doesn't, out. Need, that, he so doesn't need that much money. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, Alex, somebody wants to reach out to you. What is uh, one thing you need in your life right now? I know you said SEO. Is that the thing? Is that the ask? Yeah, I don't know. I It's hard. I don't know. I need someone who's going to buy in and says, okay, I can do what Alex can't do. And I'll buy in long-term, which is a hard ask. Cause I have no income to give up right now. So yeah. yeah but like re- that job ad you posted the other day with a guy looking for the. Yeah. 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 25 year old girlfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need a 25 year old smoking hot living, you know, assistant who's going to do all my stuff and, you know, maybe <laughs> give it up once in a while and there's no money in it. And yeah. Uh, and you should be, and you should enjoy every moment of it. <laughs> That's the guy who will always need to be good at hiring because he sucks at being a person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm a good bet. I just don't know how to, I don't have the funds yet to, to pay up. I, I think what I'll do is actually what this house sells is I'm going to uh, hire, try to hire a VA to do a bunch of what I need to get done. Yeah. So if somebody wants to come help me with that, um, what I don't need is somebody who shows up and is like, Hey, what do you need? And how and teach me how to do it? It's like, I, I need somebody who can look at my problems kind of with after, even if it's a few conversations and be like, okay, I can help you do dissemination. Um, kind of like David does, right. Where it's like, I have a machine. So YouTube, Instagram, uh, MailChimp and tagging SEO blogging, like I'll do the content, but I need to help. I need help getting it out. 
Cause I'll post at like 11. My problem is I'll just post at like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, look at this cool thing. Yep. And it's like, dude, you're actually not helping. I'm, I know it when I do it. I'm like <laughs> this actually, there's a better way to do this. And I just don't care. I'm too busy being cool. And so if somebody can take my cool and make it marketable, there's a lot of money in for it, both of us. So if you're a D-Rock, come work with Alex. Make him Gary V. When I go to Charlotte, it'll, I think it'll be really easy. Yeah, I, I feel like you'll – there's a lot of things over the last year, year and a half for you that have changed that have, I think put you in alignment with a much better course than where you were two years ago. Uh, as far as like just I feel like you feel in, in alignment. Um I think Charlotte's like the next step. I think you'll, yeah. It's coming, good coming so fast. I see good things. Yeah. So, and that's the thing, like I'll hire this out eventually. So if somebody wants to get in on the ground floor, you know, if I can find somebody who wants to, who likes working with me, then it's easy. Otherwise I'll, I'll, I'll end up paying somebody and that's fine too. Sweet. Well, I hope that, um, uh, everybody subscribe to my YouTube channel and watch the final American political broadcast that yeah. aired last night. That is some heavy. Shoot me an email with the links and I'll put it in the show notes. That is heavy, but it was informative. Um, should I do us an outro? Yeah. David, where can people find, wait, wait, where can people find you, David? How do we people know who you are? Nobody knows who I am. Just fucking. Thank you for listening to my show. The from military <laughs> to millionaire show. My lovely co-host, David and Andrew, David, you can find him at from military to podcast. YouTube channel, Instagram. He's uh, TikTok famous as well. Thank you so much for having us. Make sure you leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it these days. My name is Alex Fleece. Thank you for listening.